This one's for mommy! 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 Man, it seems like everybody wants a piece of Henry Rowengart and his mom. What if, now, Gordon Bombay was the coach of this team? If Gordon Bombay was the coach of this team, he'd be trying to hook up with that mom. Who would win, Gordon Bombay or Chet Stedman? Like, who would win the the mother? Phil Hartman. (laughs) Phil Hartman, your friendly neighborhood eggnog man. So do we have have a new induction to the Creep Hall of Fame? New induction into the Creep Hall of Fame. Definite. Yeah. And Chet Stedman. <laughs> Welcome back to The Last Row Podcast. If you're looking for us, our website is thelastrowpodcast.com. On Twitter at The Last Row Pod, Facebook.com slash The Last Row Pod, Google Plus, Google Play, iTunes, whatever. Leave us a five star iTunes review. Thank you to everybody that's done so. We got a new one this week. Love to read it at the end of the show. Um, head on out, leave us a five star review. And with that, we'll just get right into it. Uh, we're obviously, we're doing Rookie of the Year. All the way back in 1993. How old were you, Drew, in 1993? Like a young little nine-year-old? Yeah, what, what was I? Like, uh, You're yeah, so nine. old, you don't I was even nine. know. You don't even know. You can't do the I, math. You can't, you can't I can't do the math. 1993 is too far ago. So 1993, Rookie of the Year, this movie needs no kind of scores or ratings or anything. So let's just get into the synopsis. A freak accident causes 12-year-old Little League player Henry to become such a powerful and accurate pitcher that the Chicago Cubs signed the junior high student to a contract. Unprepared for such a high-pressure environment, Henry falters until an aging fastballer, Chet Stedman, aging fastballer, I like that. It's a good descriptive term. Takes him under his wing and teaches him how to play in the big leagues. Meanwhile, his mother's venal boyfriend... I didn't write this. Obviously. (laughs) <laughs> tries to sell Henry's contract to a hated opposing team. What does selling the contract mean? What does that mean? Basically trading it for cash consideration. Because I'm not a I'm not a baseball guy. That, and that happens all the time. I think what's going to happen yeah. during this week's show, people are going to realize how much I know about baseball. You can do that baseball. You trade someone for cash considerations. How often does that happen? Not very often. Not often? Not often. What about the Yankees when the Yankees are involved? Well, maybe back in the day. <laughs> the Yankees. Obviously, they're the one buying the kid, right? Fun fact about this movie... Directed by Daniel Stern. That's right. A.K.A. Marv. <laughs> A.K.A. That's how he's known. Or was it Harry? He's Marv. You know this because like it's like I, re- I re- hear it in Joe Pesci's voice. Marv. <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> what are you doing, man, Marv? I just had a brain fart moment there. My right. God. Yeah, it's your baby. You know, you, you, you haven't used your brain probably in at least three weeks. <laughs> but this, this movie centers around the Chicago Cubs. Are there any other movies with the Chicago Cubs franchise that that you're aware of that are in the limelight? No, I, I like usually you get like one per franchise. Like you get the Indians, you get you know, like the Cubs are going to be in their separate movies. You know what I mean? Right, right. But it's like the Chicago Cubs. You also see the Mets in this movie, which I yeah. can't remember ever seeing. In a movie, I think I think it's movies? a good like bad guy team because nobody really likes the Mets, so they're not going to. be I mean, like, uh, but the of Mets are going to have a jerk on their team. But like the Mets, the go-to villain in every movie, it's like it's either the Cowboys yeah. or it's it's the Yankees. The Yankees, yeah. Which is the two bandwagon teams that you generally sure. see. You yeah. know, and maybe that's the villainous. Well, you know, they got they it. got a National League team, the rights to National League team. So you want to make sense in the world. Daniel Stern knows what he's doing. Yeah, you, yeah, you, or whoever the writer is, you got to get a National League team and. Like who? Who worse than the Mets? They should have. It should have been the Braves. I guess that's what I mean. At that the, time, at, at in the that 90s, time, it would have been the Braves. In the nineties, yeah. the Braves were kind of they were on TBS every day. Yeah. They're the villainous kind of team besides the Yankees, right? Yeah. 
it's it's interesting. I mean, it's not the Indians, which is like the I guess it's the other bumbling franchise. Yeah, right? they're, 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 they're the hard luck loser franchise. Yeah, it's not the Angels. I mean, they weren't competing for any any uh, World Series at at that point. And it's not the long forgotten. Nobody cares about Minnesota Twins. The Twins, which is a little big league, a little big league. Yeah. So I don't want to obviously directly compare it to that movie, but we're going to kind of compare it Came to that out movie around like within a year of each other for sure. Before we jump into that, why is it always in a baseball movie? Again, this is my lack of baseball knowledge. Yeah. Why are they always going for the pennant? Why aren't they playing for the World Series? I'm thinking it's like a rights thing. I don't know. It's it's one of those things where it's like. You always hear about the pennant. And then in the movie, they even say it a couple times. They're like, but we're one game away from the World Series. It's like, I thought the pennant was like the 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 title, the division title. The, the, the pennant is the like the NLCS or the ALCS. It's like the conference finals, if you will. But that's not one game away from the World Series. If it's like game seven. It's it's just weird. I don't know. They, they jumped a, around in this movie multiple times. And I guess I never paid attention to it because yeah. it never mattered. Yeah. And as I'm watching it, trying to analyze it for the show... I'm like, wait a second. What are they talking about here? Or unless they're talking about the division pennant, and then there's the the league pennant. I, yeah, I guess that's. But it's I feel very like I've confusing. heard I've heard it used both ways. I got I got news for Hollywood. Just use the World Series. Yeah, pay their licensing rights. Just get over it. So right? it's like there's a National League pennant if you win in the playoffs. Then there's the division pennant if you win the division. And then the World Series. It's just the World Series. It's not the pennant. Yeah, of the yeah. World Series. Yeah. Pennant of all baseball. Right. So one last question before we move on to kind of analyzing the movies. Why isn't Dennis Quaid in this movie? <laughs> Dennis Quaid is in every baseball movie ever, I feel, or any kind of sports movie where there's like some type of aging star. Yeah. Do you think they tried to cast him and they had to go with Gary Busey instead? Was Dennis Quaid aging in 1993, though? He looks like he's 50 years old for the past 50 years, yeah. I feel. He's always looked 50 years old. Like when he was in high school, he probably looked like he was 50 years he's old. It's a little too goofy for a Dennis Quaid movie. Because Dennis Quaid seems like the type of guy to take himself seriously. Yeah, I, I guess. I, I guess. So. We talked a little bit about Little Big League. What is more realistic of a movie? Obviously, you got to suspend disbelief when you think about Rookie of the Year. Kid falls on his butt, tears his rotator cuff, gets a very tight, the tendons fused to the bone, yes. as the doctor says, before he gets punched in the face. What's more realistic? A kid being able to play in the majors as a pitcher. Yeah. And forget the the hokey nature of of messing your arm up. Let's say that okay. a kid could throw a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. Yeah, right. And he's 12 years old. Yeah. Versus a kid who inherits the team, I think. I haven't seen Little Big League in a long time. Uh-huh. Baseball manager. Well, clearly baseball manager because it's a non-athletic thing. Like, any old geek could be like a stat nerd and just have all of the percentages Money of ball? what you should do and should do. Right, Moneyball. Any kid who's really devoted and has the smarts can become an expert in baseball. You can't just become... A hundred mile an hour Roger fastball Clemens, thrower, yeah, Randy, Randy Johnson. Just because you're you're trying hard enough, that just your body isn't like <laughs> developed for that yet, obviously. But like, let's say the kid could, yeah, he was a freak, and he and he could, and he yeah. becomes the closer. There's, there's got to be labor laws, right? Like, did they? I forget if they mentioned that no, in the movie or they not. They don't, and that's I had that in my notes here. Is being a major league baseball player a part time position? Well, because I really, mean, you're only on the clock for three hours a day. Yeah, well, that was my other question to you, because throughout the movie, they show him going to school. It's like, how can you be on a professional baseball team and still be in school? It's not clear to me. Right. He's not at practice, and then he shows up to practice like they waited to after school before he had practice. Well, I don't know the way they do things in Chicago in 1993, but like the baseball season starts in April, so maybe it was just for April, and maybe like in the middle of May, school lets out for the summer. Yeah. You know? 
But, you know, what if the World Series Game 7? What if it's all school night? Then what? He was still in school. What if it's all school night? Hey, I know how old this kid is. This kid is, what, 12? If he gets bad grades, does he get, lose his eligibility? Exactly. And, like, say it's like, when I was 12, like, I had a bedtime. Like, I had to go to bed at, like, right. 10, right? Well, you know that the guy. The Series is on until midnight. Listen, that guy, Jack... <laughs> He's getting him out of all obligations outside of any type of endorsement deal that he's (laughs) got. Pepsi, Reebok, all these things. So one last movie that I'll ask you, what's more realistic? Yeah. Little Big League, Rookie of the Year, or Angels in the Outfield? Oh, well, Angels in the Outfield is based on a true story, so. I mean. I've seen them. You know, if there were Angels out there, would they be selecting a team to root for and just lift up? Of course it's the Angels. It's like, why why, like, why like, would you go against that? You wouldn't pick like the Devil Rays, Even you? if they're the Los Angeles Anaheim <laughs> Angels? What if the Angels were ironic and they like they went to hockey and they just rooted for the Devils? That's a, the Jersey <laughs> Devils. Like, a, a, did they make like a, that's a metal why, version <laughs> of Angels in the Outfield, like like a New Jersey Devils yeah. like ice rink but movie? But that's like, that's why Martin Bordeaux's so good. He's not talented. It's, it's, it's <laughs> he the sold angels. his soul. Yeah, it's how he knows where the puck is the whole time. <laughs> he sold his yeah, soul to the Devil. Exactly. Oh my God. God. No, but it's very cheap. It's like you can't have Christopher Lloyd fly and catch up catch foul balls for you. You can't do that. I totally forgot Adrian Brody and yeah. Matthew McConaughey were in that movie. What did it? What did Both. Adrian Brody do? Was he on the team? Yeah, he was on the team. I forget. I forgot his I know role. McConaughey was. He was like an outfielder <laughs> yeah. before he was like, you know, Matthew McConaughey. A lot of people. Danny Glover was in yeah. there. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. A young Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Danny Glo- Let me tell you something about the manager in this yeah. movie. He's a poor man's Danny poor Glover. Poor man's Danny Glover, Like, he sure. kind of acted sure. like Danny Glover. Yeah. Actually, at first I thought it was Sidney Poitier <laughs> because he had kind of the same, like, like the way he talked and everything. Yeah. And I thought for sure, I was like, oh, I didn't realize Sidney Poitier was in this Sydney movie. Sidney Poitier's got too much class for this movie. <laughs> he was, I'm pretty sure he was in The Jackal, by the way, <laughs> that guy from that thing. He was. Um, so let me give you the premise of this. The Chicago Cubs franchise is down and out. They're doing terribly. This guy, Dan Hedaya, is about to take over the franchise rights. He's own. always a slimy lawyer, or in this case, he's the GM, he right? He is, right. He's always like... He's he's with you in the beginning, but he, he definitely eventually screws you over. It wasn't clear whether he was the GM or the owner next in line, but what they basically said was his uncle is the old man, Mr. Duncan, who Mr. owns Duncan. the toy store in yeah. Home Alone 2. Sure. And he's next in line to take over this team. He says, I'm going to get it next year. Well, tough shit for you, Dan Hedaya. If you guys don't sell out every remaining game for the rest of the season... Yeah, you're losing the rights to the franchise. That's Is that like, a thing? That's like a wrestling stipulation. That's what I mean. Where's Vince McMahon? You gotta that? sell out the building or you're fired. Yeah, if you don't, <laughs> like, don't sell the arena, you're done. Yeah. Like, is that a thing in baseball? Do they do that? What, are they not going to make payroll? What are they going to do? I, it was very no. unclear. I yeah, no, that's, that's, that's such a farcical Especially, term. like, a franchise as famous as the Cubs. It's not like some yeah. expansion team. You know, it's not it's not a, a minor league team that's going to go move to another city. It made yeah. no sense. Right. But they had to do that. Just so happens at the game, Henry Rowan Garner catches a, a home run, and he's got to throw it back, throws it a million miles an hour. So- he got the tickets from like the happy cast coming off day from his right. mother. So, but did she get them from the agent? Because another question that I have for you coming up is, yeah. what's the relationship between Dan Hedaya and Jack? That's that's a, a mystery to me. Well, I don't think there was a re- real relationship until like once once the GM Jack Dan Hedaya found out who Rowan Garner was, and he knew that this guy was in his life dating the mob, so to speak. Right. Um, so that's when he like, 
I don't think this guy's like a baseball manager. But the or guy a, or a talent is he a talent manager it, in, in his real job? They never really said. No. They just said, Oh, I've been dating Jack for three weeks. And she, she was like yeah. taking him out. And he had the most like 90s outfit of all time. Yeah. Can we talk about this? He had a red Mazda Miata <laughs> and he had like a shirt that looked like Doritos. Yeah. It was like a Doritos shirt. Yeah, little triangles. He yeah. had the triangle shirt. And it was ridiculous. And she starts dating this guy. And then after the after they found out, basically, well, oh, this is Phenom kid in the stands. Phenom guy. They thought it was a guy. They're like, we got to find out who he is. We don't yeah. know where he is. Yeah. He so, calls up Dan Hedaya. Right. So did he have a relationship maybe with him? Maybe he knew somebody. Maybe maybe he is a manager. Maybe not of baseball players, but maybe a talent you know, handler. Maybe has like struggling actors or whatever. I don't know. I'll tell you he what. He know what he was doing in the business world. I'll tell involved. you what he was. Yeah. He was a scumbag. He was a scumbag. That's, he was a you're a scumbag. <laughs> That's what he was. We'll get more to him yeah. in a second. But having this injury, tearing your arm up, whatever happened to him, are there any other sports? Could we take this situation to any other sports and say, let's say, oh, you're running the field. You're a kid. You're a 12-year-old kid. Yeah. Take a 12-year-old kid again. Henry Rowan Garner. He's mowing the grass, trips yeah. over a stone, tears his ACL, <laughs> breaks his ankle, yeah. gets it surgically repaired. His ACL is a little tight. Yeah. Can he kick the hell out of field? Because he can he kick 65 yard field goals? Is well, he yeah, going to go that, play that, in the NFL? That would be the, the football equivalent of this movie for sure. But even if he can kick the field goals, you still like, he has to kick off, right? Right. And, but I guess, I guess the argument is he'd kick a touchback every time. Maybe. But this is 93. This is before the rules were changed, yeah, you know? Yeah, right. This is before the touchbacks were prevalent. Unless he'd kick it out of the stadium. Yeah. But would that be the equivalent of it? Would he be kicking it out of the stadium? Right. But, like, uh, the, the few times where he'd have to, like, make a tackle or, like, say they blocked it, right? He just has to get in the way? Yeah. So, and I'm thinking if he's a small kid, if he's, like, under, he's, like, right around four something, right? So, the trajectory of the ball is going to be more of a line drive scenario. Right. But the, so, I feel like he's going to get a lot of his kicks blocked. But there would be a thing where it's like he would kick it and they would try to block it and the finger would break and the ball would not like deviate from its path. It would go so it would, like that like would be guys, a seed in the movie, right? The guy's where hand would just yeah, break right, back. Exactly. Yeah. What about like okay? Here, let me give you another scenario. Let's say he's in gym class, twelve-year-old kid. Yeah. Gym class. He's you know doing the V sit and reach, <laughs> and he tears his groin, and he's got to get groin surgery. Yeah. Can he go become a world class goalie in the so, NHL? So that's so you're going groin on me? Yeah. <laughs> like let's say he goes and tears his groin, V sit and reach. Yeah. He goes a little too far in the V sit yeah. and reach, trying to get that presidential. Yeah. And he tears the groin, surgically repaired groin, just a little tighter, but it's also more flexible. And now he can do a crazy <laughs> split. Like a split that his legs go up like above his head. Has a twelve year old ever tore his groin? I don't know. I, I, feel, I feel like it's still flexible. You I don't know? know if we can talk about that on the no, show. Well, it's a groin. Let's be, let's be, let's be, it's the medical term. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, but, but what do you, you, you gotta have instincts goalie? to be a hockey goalie, but this is, this might, this might piss off some hockey fans. I feel like, I feel like you could stop a lot of hockey shots with luck. I'm pretty sure. I didn't you could. say? Didn't you say in one of the other things you said you could be a goalie against yeah. the Mighty Ducks in Mighty Ducks One, sure. and you could be good. Absolutely, I have to go back to episode one. No I kid, to to I, I said this. No kid could beat no me kid. at anything. All right. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't. Know I would. I, I would put the cutoff at twelve. I any, any kid twelve and under, I could beat him at anything. I think I would bet against, except you for on that. those freak prodigy golfers. We've been best friends for a long time. But I feel like I would bet against you on that one. Only the golfers that could beat me. So you're saying a kid with a torn groin could be an HL goalie? Yeah, because I think he'd get lucky. And, I, and yeah, he has a, he ha, he has a, uh, a disadvantage because he's small and there's a lot of area to cover. But that's the thing. You just go high on him. 
Okay. Right? So he's got, but what if he can kick his leg up that high? Oh, so he's got like, the like, legs are like, it's, saying, like a, yeah. it's like a G.I. Joe yes. where he could just circle, exactly. cycle around. The G.I. Right. Joe with a broken no. rubber band in there. It's not going to be fast enough to get the, to get the over the shoulder. Like he can just side. kick his legs up. Like you remember in, uh, <laughs> what is it in the Zohan when he yeah. kicks his legs up in the front? So like, would, like that. So wouldn't he be better off literally standing on his head? And just I guess doing, doing like a windshield <laughs> thing with his legs so he could easily <laughs> kick it out, right? <laughs> I'm just imagining like a guy standing on his head, kicking his legs, like flailing yeah. at like a hundred mile an hour slap shot. So at this point, people are either very entertained by this or they turn it or off. They're very annoyed. Or they just turn it off. So what let's about, keep it going. I'll go to the next sport. Let's say, okay, he's in class. He's, Wait, he, did you just like just top of your head? Just like, are you like devising ways to yes. injure children? Uh, yes. <laughs> Let's doing. say Henry Rowan and Gardner. He's um, he's in class. He goes to gym class. Then he he's running to gym class. He winds up in the in the wrestling room and he's playing volleyball. He's playing this volleyball yeah. game that I don't know if anyone else has ever played, but it's basically volleyball in an enclosed room. Yeah. It's kind of like handball, and you could just so, hit it. You know, you it's made up games that you play in gym class that are super fun. Let's yeah. say somebody spikes the ball so hard, it yeah. hits his ankle, breaks both of his ankles. All right. And he's like down and out. That's a bad summer. He has to get, and his calf, his, both calf muscles tore. Yeah. So he's really, he's really in bad shape here. <laughs> he's in real bad shape. He's got to go to the doctor. They surgically repair his ankles, surgically repair his calves. They're really tight. And his hamstrings get even more like outrageously strong. Yeah. He's got super speed. Okay. So he can run faster than anybody. Now faster than somewhere. anyone. Now you're getting somewhere. Major League Soccer. Yeah. Can he be like a striker in soccer? Can he if he can run like so much faster than everybody else? So he can run fast, but does he still does he have does he have added leg power? Is the leg power the, the leg same? power he has kind of like a an extra kick because of the hamstrings yeah. like got stronger because, because his calves were screwed you up. could you could juke out as many people as you want, but if you don't have the power to finish, the goalie is just gonna easily stop your shot. Yes. Okay, so you you say he... And you also have to have the accuracy, because you could... Like, Lionel Messi is nothing without putting it in the top top quarter. So what you're saying is baseball's more realistic. Yeah. Okay. I guess he could set people up. But yeah, like, what if he's, like, the assistant? No, there's so many defenders in, ho- in, in, in soccer, and it's such a long field, and his his endurance would be the shit. So, okay. no. I, I say soccer's way off. It's see, But he could, he could be in the Olympics, though. <laughs> He could be a runner in the Olympics, right? What if? Yeah, I mean, I guess he could. What if? What if there's a kid who got his lungs ripped out and he was surgically replaced with gills? Could, could he, he be? Could he compete sword? in the Olympics? He could. Michael Phelps. I mean, what about this? Let's say he was playing baseball in gym class. Yeah, and he was running around the bases and he broke his foot. Yeah. Okay. So they had to replace it with a literal lead foot. Could he be a world class NASCAR driver? He's got a lead foot. Could he be the title of the movie's Lead Foot? <laughs> yeah. Lead Foot colon. Yeah. Faster. <laughs> faster than you. That's a bad colon. Yeah, that's a bad colon. That's a bad colon. So could he be an indie tri- indie car driver? Like what skills, what injury he would could, he have to he have? He could reach the pedals. <laughs> they'll How's give he reach him, the pedals. No, but they'll give him like a stilt. You know what I mean? Oh, like, like, like no, that's gonna that's gonna affect like the, the I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna affect the the timing somehow like and, and no. i guess he needs extra forearm strength so that he could turn the steering wheel those drivers have years of experience this kid doesn't have a learner's permit i don't think i'd watch that movie no i don't think i'd watch that i movie. think you just made a bad movie <laughs> i think yeah. i think i made a really a series of yeah, bad movies there movie. so i guess bringing it back in outside of lead foot faster which is a terrible movie and a terrible yeah. colon can you go let's say you are the chicago cubs and you get 
this kid who throws a 103 mile an hour fastball, he becomes your closer. Can you go from a piece of crap team to winning the pennant and winning the World Series ultimately? Is it going to affect you so much that you win? No. Most teams acquire relief pitchers and closers when they have a great team already and they to get over the hump, you get the closer, right? Is it fair to say this team was like, you know, like 200 or something? Yeah. The last the last thing they need is a relief pitcher because the relief pitcher is the final step to getting a good baseball team. That's what I mean. It's like the cream, the icing on the cake. Right. Right. It's so, like, yeah. So him, him, his skill himself is not going to make this team better. But there's a little thing in baseball, though, that we like to call team chemistry. No. He went into that locker room and he infused some life, injected some life into that locker does, room. Does team chemistry come before or after the champagneing? It's before the champagne. <laughs> first, you first you get the chemistry, then, then you, you get champagne. the champagne, then you get the women. Right? <laughs> then you then you get the khakis. Yes, <laughs> it's no. I just so you're saying that he injected new life into the team because he was yeah. so good he, at his craft. No, no, it's not even he's so good. It's that he was he was brand new. He was like something that the world has never seen before. So he just unlocked all of that untapped potential in the entire the entire team. So like every player, it's like when Wild Thing got really good in yeah. Major League. Yeah, they stepped their game up because he like, well, oh man, this kid's here, you know, we could do something, you know? So you're saying you would you would say, all right, they got you put your money on it. You say, oh man, Rowan Gardner's on this team. Let me go put it all to, for them to win the World Series. I wouldn't do that just yet. I'd wait. <laughs> I'd wait a little bit. I was gonna say like how no. how you know ballsy. No, it's are not you a feeling? guarantee. You can't go sign a kid off the street right now and all of a sudden make the Phillies good. It's like you have to like it has to like be an organic. It has thing. to happen. It has to be an organic thing. Yeah. How do you think Rowan Gardner did in his first game? So. He enters this team with the world on his shoulders, right? Expectations, like everybody's looking at him. This is right? like franchise quarterback level. It's a lot of pressure, you know? 12-year-old he's boy. Like, everyone, like all of a sudden, like he's playing baseball in Little League at the beginning of the movie, and he's terrible. He can't catch a ball. How's he going to catch the pitch back from the catcher? See, what it, is that called? The return pitch? He still is very unathletic as a kid, right? It's like, I don't, that's besides the point. But yes. Just because you can throw fast doesn't mean you can throw accurately. And we we were shown that. And we see that in the first game. He's throwing high. He's throwing yeah. wide. He's he's breaking like, ribs. That's what I mean. <laughs> he hit a guy. He's headhunting. I wanted. You know what I would like to see? I would have yeah. liked to see them charge the mound. I would have <laughs> really liked to see a charge the mound scene. Oh, that's a PR nightmare. You that's, can't do that's that. That's the best part about baseball yeah. when they fight. You know what I mean? It's right. like you know charging the mound and then they like hug each other. Yeah, you get a couple of those a year. It's always awesome. They, like, they hug but, each other and yeah. jump around. Look like see, they're fighting. I know twelve year old me. Right. If I were put on a major league mound and I failed immediately, I would probably cry. Like if I hit the first batter I faced, I would cry. Like I'd be so upset. What if a roided out Hato hit a home run off you? Like crushed it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I would think like everyone would be so mad at me because I messed up. I messed up. I messed up the major league baseball game and dedicated it to your mother in the stance. Yeah. See, that's the creep. It's like, you know, he dedicated it to his mom. I feel like the, I feel like the mother, um, the mom taunts like wouldn't even register because like he he'd be so like obliterated by that home run bash. Which, would you let's say he's in his first game and yeah. they needed to sell out? We said this before. They need to sell out every single game for the rest of the season. Do you yeah. really believe they have this gimmick kid, twelve year old kid? These guys, I mean, the, the stands at this place at Wrigley were completely empty. Are yeah. they literally going to sell out? The first game this kid plays, all every single seat in the stadium. Do you really believe they will? No. If he were a position player, 
it would be more believable. He's like a closer. They didn't even they weren't even going to use him his first game. Right. That's they like the owner yeah. had to call down and say put him in. It's kind of funny cuz yeah, he's a closer, right? And the team isn't good. Well, he's not the closer yet, I guess. I guess he they worked didn't into decide. the role. He worked into the role. Yeah, right. So you're not guaranteed to play every day. Yeah, it, it would I think for at least a week people would be curious to possibly catch a glimpse of his arm, right? Sell out the stadium curious? Yes, because yes, it's that much of a sideshow. Ah, they I might not know. even be Cubs fans. They might just be whole. Well, let's go. Let's go take a look at this kid. There's a 12 year old playing for the Cubs. It's crazy. You're gonna they go. I mean, I guess tickets are dirt cheap because yeah. nobody wants to go anyway. Right. Well, they're gonna sell out the stadium for every single game that whole week. Well, I think it would be a struggle. Maybe like you'd like, be biting your fingernails for the owner because that guy, like his whole plan is, I got to keep this team. Oops, yeah. we didn't. We sold uh, you know 119,000 and one seats, and we needed 119,000 and two. Although it's a lot more for the baseball, yeah. but and, uh, mind you, the kid can't pitch every day, right? Right, he's gonna so, pitch like two days. In so a let's row, say maybe? let's say a reliever could pitch like three days in a row. Usually, like a a good closer. If they have to close three straight games in a row, they're not playing the next game. Right, right. So if he would have been in a game, like say he saves in a game three straight times, like the people would know that he wouldn't be pitching. There's no possible way they'd see him for that fourth game. So that's when they would lose their sellout streak. And and how about when he has to bat? It comes up in the game. I, mean, I don't know any scenario where a relief pitcher would have to freaking bat. Like very rarely, like once a year does maybe one relief pitcher on each team. Maybe that's bat, why it worked in the movie because it was like, yeah. oh man, I have to bat. Like, are you serious? Why? I forget. I forget the the scenario why he had to bat though. But it's so rare that it's unbelievable. And they would have subbed him out. There's no way they would have let him hit unless it was a blowout. I mean, they they basically said he's got to learn sometime. That's no, what they no said. No, you don't. No, they you said don't. he's got to learn sometime. There are relief pitchers that go lifetimes without which, picking up a which bat. Which brings me up to my next point. Jim Abbott had zero arms. You think he batted? <laughs> which brings me to my next point. Worst manager in movie baseball history. <laughs> well, that's why he's batting, because he's the worst manager. This guy... Is an amateur. Doesn't even know the kid's name. You know, it's like when they tried to trade him to the Yankees, he's up there. Yeah. He didn't speak up for the kid because he didn't want to get fired. He didn't speak up for Chet Stedman when they benched him. That's what I mean. That, that's what I mean. Unjustifiably when the team was on a roll. Exactly, because he's a crappy manager. Yes. Like, worst manager ever. He's he's just doesn't have a role. Chet Stedman was the manager well, on the, in the dugout. Roger Dorn was a pretty bad manager. Roger, but like Roger <laughs> Dorn at least like did something. No, he wasn't the manager though. I guess he was the GM. He was, he was the, the GM, GM of the GM. Buzz, right? right? Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the twins, the twins. No, no, Major League Two. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. No, Major League Two. He yeah. retired and became GM. I thought you meant in three. And then he activated himself because three. He's he's like associated with the Twins. That's actually. right. Yeah, yeah. So weird. Yeah. But um, you know him hitting. It's an interesting thing because the pitcher was getting so frustrated because he said he has no strike zone because the ump kept calling everything a ball because he's so yeah. short. Right. He didn't know where to pitch it. Yeah. He was getting frustrated. So maybe maybe it's a good thing. That's why Jose him. Altuve is so good. Jose Altuve is a guy, a guy for the Astros. He's like five foot nothing. He's, he's got no strike zone. He like walks five times a game. No. Is that is that what no, the strike? No, he gets good pitches to the hit. Like he's a great player, but I feel like it's because like it's so hard to pitch to him. You have to pitch him a, a good pitch, or else it's going to be a ball. So you have to throw it right down the middle of the plate. They could have had a really good scenario. You know, we're talking about you know charging the mounds. This is yeah. like my ultimate scenario in any type yeah. of movie, even Angels in the Outfield. I want to see that stuff. What if he just got beamed no. by a guy like you know Papelbon or John so Rocker? That's brutal. Like, yeah, if Papelbon was pitching, but if this wasn't rated G or PG, like could they beam him? Here's what you do: if you're the Mets, you hire the bully from the schoolyard, yeah, and have him pinch hit when Go Road Garner's pitching, and then it, it's like say it's equal yeah. level, yeah, and have him charge him out. So you can like it's kind of like you know, 
That's what I mean. Where does this end? Like, you why have to fight the kid, but a man can't hit a kid. So you you, you hire the, the the junior high goon to beat him up for you. What's the locker room dynamic with this dude in here, too? Like, let's say you got kids in the locker room. You're talking about hiring this other kid. Yeah. What is the locker room dynamic like? When he rolls in there, they're all kind of like... The dogs aren't hanging anymore. They they showed... He, like, looked at it, which yeah. was a little awkward for a, a, a kid's movie. So it's like, should he be there or should they not be there? I feel like he should have his own little private changing yeah, room. Right. You know? But then everybody... That's, like, bad for locker morale because all the... Like, the star player would be like, why does he get a private room? Why don't I get a private room? But isn't it like... it? I mean, without without saying it, but aren't aren't they all sex offenders for exposing themselves to him? He's a twelve no, year old boy. No, because he should be there. He's a twelve year old boy. Like he can't be in there. Like you know what I mean? So let me let me play devil's advocate here. This is maybe a controversial topic. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna just go for it. Kid, <laughs> if a kid walks into a strip club, <laughs> a twelve year old kid, can you charge all the strippers for exposing themselves to him? Maybe not because no. you're right. I guess that's that's a good analogy. Right? <laughs> the same thing that's where they're supposed to be naked yeah. they're not out in the streets they're not in the playground you're right it's like it's like people that go into the ocean and got bit by a shark yeah. it's like why did he bite me that's the shark's house it's like you went into yeah. the shark's house yeah. man sorry your leg's gone but you <laughs> yeah. know you, the you strippers sh- aren't exposing themselves <laughs> they are but they're not like it's, that's a good point yeah that's a good point yeah so get out of there kid so to learn the ropes of the locker room teach him you know how to not see guys hanging dong and again <laughs> <laughs> Getting offended from uh, crimes is Phil Brickma. Phil Brickma. Phil Brickma. Awesome guy. Awesome, awesome character. Guy. Underrated character played by Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern, director and star. Starred and directed. Did you know? Do you know this was the only movie he ever directed? This was like first day to last. Really? Yeah. I, I always mix him up with the other dude. Um, Chris the dude Elliott? who drinks. No, the, no, not him. The guy who drinks the pee in Dumb and Dumber. You know, they're kind of <laughs> oh, like the same. Oh, yeah, yeah. The dude from Half Baked. He's in Rocket yeah. Man. Yeah. I, I yeah. forgot the guy, the actor's name, yeah, but I always yeah. like kind of think, oh, was that was that Daniel Stern? It's yeah. like, no, it's Daniel Stern. It's yeah. Daniel Stern. See, but Chris Elliott, I, I think of that. Chris Elliott is the dude from uh, Cabin Boy, right? Yeah. He's and the guy I, that has a skin of, condition. I think of Woogie from Something yes. About Mary. Yeah, there's yeah. <laughs> something about Mary. He's got the skin condition. He's got the shoes. No, I think Brickma's awesome. He's just such a good character. He's he's kind of the comedic relief of the movie. Yeah. He's very funny. He tries to show him how the ropes are. He's showing him how to get free stuff. He takes him to this nightclub. He's showing him how to play pinball. It's just really funny. It's a good relationship, I think, between him. He's obviously a bumbling idiot. Not sure how he's a pitching coach on a major league team. <laughs> I guess that shows you how bad that organization well, actually uh, is. Again, let me let me let me school you on some baseball knowledge here. Most people in baseball are kinda kinda kooky. Yeah. They're kind of crazy in their own way, especially these older coach types, right? So they have these eccentric personalities, but it's kind of like their way. So he may seem like a goof to you, but once you get like in the bullpen there, he probably has some really good tips. He's got he's got some so what are his tips? Like what's he gonna tell you? I to couldn't do? tell you because I can't get into the mind of somebody like that, but all I can say is they can turn it on. You yeah. know. <laughs> he's got and, it. Yeah, once you once you like connect with the coach, then you can fully You have the mind meld. Yeah, right. My my one of my favorite scenes, and not to jump and say, "Oh, this was great, that was great, this was great." When he gets locked into the uh, the, the, the little help here in the thing, little yeah. help. Yeah. No, but you know why? Actually, another reason why the manager's so bad. Huh. He said, "Yeah, Phil Brickman's followed me every team I went to." So he chose <laughs> yeah. him. Another reason why this guy should probably be fired. So it's like it's like Rob Ryan come all, like follow it all around. It's like it, like if Rex Ryan got fired for the Bills, right. and, and he took Rob Ryan with him. It's kind of like if Gary Kubiak was a bad coach. Yeah. He's not the greatest coach, yeah. won the Super Bowl, but 
it's like if Peyton Manning was so bad, he was so so washed up this past year. He just and the coaching was so bad, yeah. but they're on a tear. It's like, all right, see you, Kubiak. We'll just let Peyton Manning be the coach. They should have right. just let Stedman be the coach. Yeah, he could have he could have seamlessly cut him. I think the locker room respects him. I, I agree. Speaking of Stedman, yeah, the Rocket, the Rocket, Stedman, Chet Stedman, played by Gary Busey, yes, masterfully. Can I say that? (laughs) 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 Look at exactly like Mike Schmidt in this movie. You know, everybody in this movie had a mustache. Yeah. Like all the guys on the team. It was 93 a big mustache year for for baseball. Yeah. People, uh, baseball was like the last spot to drop the mustache. It was like a thing. Yeah. Like baseball was hanging on to the mustache when it wasn't popular anymore. It was like the last sport to hang on to all mustaches. Chet Stedman's got a sweet mustache. Yeah. Real or fake? Was it That's real, real or fake? That's real. He you think so? Off. Yeah. It he looked could... a little bushy. No, I think he pulled it off. It, it looked a little bushy. No. I don't know. I don't think I don't think mustache technology was that good back in 93. But do you, do you think like, so the, the prosthetic was like, it would be blatantly fake? Yeah, right. So yeah. they didn't have It'd be like the glasses at the nose thing with the little fake. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got the rec specs with, <laughs> yeah. a, with a mustache attached yeah. to it. But he's a washed up baseball player. He says, don't call me the rocket. <laughs> don't call me the rocket. I'm not the rocket anymore. <laughs> he's too afraid to throw fast yeah. because he's afraid his arm can't handle it. Can't go fast like Ricky Bobby. Is that can't a bad, fast. is that, is that kind of badass? Yeah. He's afraid to throw fast because he's afraid he's going to throw too fast. Yeah. And his arm's going to go. Uh. Well, that's the thing. He's got like one bullet left, right? He's got one bullet left and he uses it at the end. Yeah. It's like saving end. your turbo. Right. So you exactly. can score. Yeah, it's like the NOS. You don't want to flip it too soon. Yeah, but he, he yeah. does. And yeah. he saves it masterfully, too. Again, yeah. he saves yeah. it to the very end. He knows end. he's at the end of his rope. And so he pitches all like his, his on Wiley. You know, you got to hit the quarters. You got to like get the dirty slurve in there. You got a little spitball. You got to do what you can. He just doesn't like Henry at first because he Henry's calling him the rocket. He was yelling stuff to him in the stands like, yeah, hit him with the high cheese. Yeah. In the stands before he was even on the team. And right. then once he's on the team, he hates Henry. Well, he's annoyed by it. But Henry's clearly like his biggest fan, right? But if you're a 45-year-old pitcher yeah. that just has had enough, uh-huh. if, a, if a 12-year-old kid's trying to like follow you around, yeah, maybe, he's like, just, maybe he'd be annoyed. He's like, That's, well, now what? It's like my career's falling apart and I got to deal with this now? Now I got to deal with this. Yeah. And he but, didn't know they were going to good. Yeah, but you know what? He's got to look at that mom. He was like, you know what? Kid's not so bad. That's what I mean. So did he befriend him? Because he saw his mom? Absolutely. Or was it a side effect of, oh, let me be nice to this kid. Oh, by the way, he has a mom that I He's would be into. He's genuinely a nice guy, so he could only hold the kid off for so long before he gave in and said, all right, let me show this kid around. I mean, once she saw his gold 93 Corvette, it, yeah. was, this, yeah. you know, it was all over right. from there. Between, between Brickma and Stedman, it's like he had the, the sanity and the insanity, which is ironic that, that um, Gary Busey was the sanity part of it. The interesting thing about the relationship between Busey and the mom is that the mom was kind of dating this Jack guy. Yep. And it was, she dated him for about three weeks. We mentioned before they're dating. They're just kind of hanging out and they're at this bar at night and Stedman's slow dancing with her. Oh yeah. And there's this scene of the dude just staring lasers. Yeah. Now what kind of a man would sit there and allow that? That's right. But were they together? Were they not together? I, I feel like they were... All the outs. I mean, he was pushing Henry to do some stuff that he didn't yeah. want to do. He did the Pepsi commercial where he's singing like Ray Charles. He's doing the you know, Reebok commercials. He's trying to do photo shoots. He doesn't want to be there. Here's here here's where it happens. So three weeks is not that long of a time. 
Now, I don't know where the divorcee mother scenario comes into this, where it's like, is that a long time or a short time? Like three weeks, like you're a single mother. Like how, how long is three weeks? Yeah. I mean, the the dating world, maybe, maybe it depends on how long she's been separated from her husband. Yeah. From what it sounded like, from what Jack's, the the fire that Jack was spewing about her, not even knowing who the father was, which was pretty low blow there. And then he's like, Oh, Mary, sorry. I thought you were in the shower. (laughs) I would have said that if you, I I wouldn't have said that if I had known you to hurt it. Weakest excuse (laughs) ever. Right. Oh, I thought you were in the shower. Sorry. No, it's it's so this dude is making her making her son do all the stuff he doesn't want to do. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that was the outs. And yeah, so maybe they weren't that close. And as soon as Henry became a cub, and this guy was the de facto manager, that maybe the relationship was pushed aside because this Henry thing was blowing up. Uh, don't you think the mom was a little bit too much of a pushover? She let she let him become the manager. He's like, oh, I'm his manager now. Because she didn't know any better. It's like he like he stuck in there because like he knew the biz a little bit. I guess like it was very overwhelming for them both. I feel like any person in the right mind would have said, let's get a real manager here. Let's get a real guy. They didn't know what they had. It happened so fast. They didn't realize what they had. This guy definitely took advantage. How much did Henry make? Do you think they never said? But the Cubs. What what kind of do you think they lowballed him? Yeah, so... They, they said they were going to sell him for $10 million, right? 25. Oh, 25. 25. And he, it's a he huge 10%. contract back in 93. So in 93, a $25 million, con- million dollar contract with the Yankees, yeah. if that was a raise, yeah. he's probably making at least 10. He's, no, he's probably making veteran minimum. For the year? Or not veteran minimum, but a rookie scale. Yeah, but see, that's where it's interesting because that guy, Jack, was his manager. Yeah. He's negotiating with Dan Hedaya. Dan Hedaya needs him. How much, you know, how much are they willing to pay here? You know what? Now, now I'm thinking about it. I never really thought of this before until this very second. This is such a slap in the face to the, to the history of the sport of baseball that this <laughs> kid get, goes from Little League to the pros because there's baseball has the best minor league system in the all farm sports. System? Like it's a very, it's a very good system to go, to, you know, you have triple A, single A, double A, you know, they have independent leagues even before that where high school kids play when they get drafted. For this kid to not go through the minor league system and jump right into the pros is unheard of. Like even freak, even even Mike Trout like spent you know ha- half a cup of coffee in the minor leagues. So that that's what I mean. Like I mean, we talked Steven about Strasburg how- didn't get drafted to go straight to the Nationals. So you're saying this is totally unrealistic. This is unheard of. It's un- <laughs> not this is unprecedented. It's unprecedented, and it's a slap in the face of the entire sport of baseball. So that's why Chet Stedman was kind of like, "What is this kid?" Because it's like, like he a slap in the face. It. He hasn't earned it. Yeah, but as he- a pitcher. Who paid his dues? But what if you could throw 103? Didn't they say Strasburg could do that? They're like, oh, he throws the fastest fastball ever. Oh, whatever. But he could throw 100. At least he should it because he's a starter. But how? So I'll talk about realistic. Yeah. Could you hit 103? Let's say you get the best hitter. Who's the best hitter of all time in baseball? Best hitter of all time. The best of recent times. The best eye like eye yes. contact hitter would right. probably be Barry Bonds. Steroids so, or no, it's Barry Bonds. So I would say Barry Bonds with steroids. Put him in. Yeah. Give him steroids. Yeah. Give him as much steroids as he wants. Yes. Can he hit off a Rowan Gardner? Of course. That's what I mean. They make it seem like yeah. he's unhittable. Yeah. Unhittable by anybody. It's hard. Let's put it that way. The whole lineup couldn't do it, but maybe the team's best hitter could do it pretty, pretty decently. But it's still hard. So you know, he's a one trick pony, man. Yeah. He's a one trick pony. He's got a fastball. Right. Like, uh, like for example, we were watching. Uh, I was watching Araldis Chapman pitch. He, uh, he plays for the Yankees. Pitches 103 miles an hour. It's crazy, crazy, crazy arm speed. So he was playing against the Red Sox, and he was having a battle with David Ortiz. David Ortiz might be the best hitter in the league right now this season. Like he's having maybe the best season of all hitters. Yeah. 
But even he was so late on every single fastball. He kept fouling him off. It was a battle. But it's the kind of thing where even the best hitter on the team still struggles with a straight 103-mile-an-hour fastball because it's so hard to get the timing. From a 12-year-old? For a 12-year-old, it might be even harder because he's short. So, <laughs> so it's coming at you from a weird angle you're not used weird. to. You're not used to that angle. Maybe that's why he's so good. It's yeah. not the speed. It's the angle. And you know that I'm thinking about. It's like the thing, it's like usually when you're like the pitcher would be like six feet tall and it comes like at a downward slope to reach the to reach the strike zone. Yeah. This kid is like pitching up to these to these belts. So wouldn't that mean that they could just up like uppercut it? And you then could really upper, just you could like, like that's what I'm saying. You could really smash a home. <laughs> what I'm saying is, yeah. Barry Bonds could hit that thing like out of the stratosphere. Who's the, who's the bad guy in this movie? What was his name? It's a Hado. Hado. Is it Hado? Hado. Man, that digger that he jacked off of Henry in the, his first ever game went probably went like 600 feet. And, and there is a clip on YouTube of this. We'll put it on Twitter. But I vividly, re- you know, remember finding it. Yeah. Basically, it's how it should have ended. We'll show you. But he does. He smashes it <laughs> 600 feet. They supercut it. Yeah, it's awesome. But getting back on track here, let's go back to Chet Stedman for a second. Do you think the love story was a little forced? <laughs> well, that clip we just is, was that was that Chet blowing his arm out, or was that him in the bedroom with with Henry's mom? He blew- <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> Would you say his last bullet? What was that Adam Sandler thing? He Having blew- sex or working or, out? Or working out? <laughs> what, I don't know, man. With that mustache, I don't know, man. He could be in a few uh, movies. We were talking about him firing his last bullet. That's what that sounds like. That's what like I'm to saying me, here. You know? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Do you think the love story was forced? Uh, yeah, it was not really necessary. I feel like it's, a, it's you know, we always talk about tropes. Yeah. Tro- tropes are a tropey thing to say, right? Yeah. But it was a little forced, in my opinion. Yeah. Henry doesn't need a new dad. Just just be his teammate, all right? And that mustache, you know, she was she was falling for the mustache. Yeah, mustache rides. Let, while we're on the topic of Stedman, let's talk about where he ranks against other washed-up athletes in some of these sports movies. I've got a list for you, you got here. got a list. I want to ask you... and. Tell me where he is. So, is he more washed up? I don't know how to maybe do this. Like, is he, is he more, <laughs> is he more washed or less up? Washed up. <laughs> is is he more washed? Yeah. Or is he dirtier? I don't know. Yeah. Than some of these guys on this list, like who's at the end of their All right. rope? All right. So, the wh- first one I'm gonna give you, Mel Clark, which if you remember is played by Tony Danza, Tony Danza. In Angels in the Outfield. Oh, Tony Danza. He's he is cleaner. He's the cleanest guy. Didn't so washed up. But didn't they have? Didn't they have the thing at the end where they like even do the, like the credits of how it ended and he yeah. died? Yeah, like he died. <laughs> yeah, he's that's so how, clean. That's how washed up. He's washed up in life, not just in that's baseball. How, that's how washed up he was. <laughs> he was squeaky clean. He was so washed up. He yeah. was dead. That's <laughs> awful. Yeah. What about uh? American sniper Tom Berenger, Jake oh. Taylor from Major League. Oh, you mean the substitute? He was the substitute. <laughs> Blew out both of his yeah. knees. I'll tell you what, Jake Taylor's pretty dirty. He was pretty. He's got he's got something left in the tank. He's got some junk in the, the tank. Knees, the knees don't agree with him, but his heart is still there. His heart's still there. His heart's still there. What about Rod Tidwell? It's a ba- not baseball oh. movie. This is, this no, is football. Rod Tidwell's got plenty of years. I think he signed like a like a three year deal at the end of Jerry Maguire. He's yeah, that's true. Even though he was concussed, probably had major brain t- trauma. He would be retired if he was in today's NFL. They yeah. wouldn't let him play anymore after that hit that he took. I'm, how about Jimmy Dugan? Tom Hanks from a league, a league of Jimmy their own. Dugan. He's drinking he's, drinking in the dugout. He's, for for being such a dirty guy, he's very clean. Drinking in the dugout. Very clean. He's he's the epitome of washed up. Our favorite Shane Falco, Keanu Reeves, a replacement. Uh, going back to Jimmy Dugan, that's like when you're liquored up, yeah, like that's when you know that you're you've had it with the game. It's over. It's over. Like when it's not even fun. Up. You need yeah. you need the liquor to yeah. get through the game. Yeah, it's like Lenny Dykstra territory. Exactly. Yeah. What about Shane Sorry. Falco? Shane Falco, ugh, you know that that's that's a sad story. I wouldn't call him washed up. I would call it wasted potential. 
Okay. So it's like, obviously, he hasn't left in the tank, but he doesn't have... He doesn't have like the skills. Yeah, you know he has the want to. Like as as Chet Seven says, you gotta have the. Is it the have to? Yeah, you gotta. You have to. You have to have the have to. Which he totally pulled out of his ass, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Shane Falco has the have to, but he just doesn't have the the, the, the skills. The skills. <laughs> All right. The NFL. What about? I'm going baseball manager here. Give me George Knox, Danny, too old for the shit Glover, Angels in the Outfield, baseball manager. If you're a manager, you're never over there. Those guys live to be like 90. They're wearing the little kids' pajamas. Have you seen Have you seen Jim Leland? Yeah. Charlie Manuel <laughs> from, from the Phillies a couple years Charlie ago? Charlie Manuel. Come on. Charlie Manuel looked like right. he was, you know, he was really clean. He was very clean. You can't be washed up as a manager, though, but you're right. The pajama thing is just it's ridiculous. What about bowling? I'm going to give you Roy Munson. <laughs> Woody Harrelson. So washed up. He is a fake hand. That's how washed up he so is. So washed up, but sometimes you got one bullet left in the tank, like Jess Stedman, and, and, and he did have that. He's got he's got no hand. That's how washed <laughs> up he is, you know? Yeah. What about Kenny Powers, another baseball player? Danny McBride, he's bound and down. Washed up, and he didn't even know it. He, it's, he sad, was, it's the saddest. Stories. He had a higher opinion of himself than than most people. <laughs> what about Cap Rooney, Dennis Quaid, oh, any given man. Sunday? That's like the that's like the, the definition of washed up. Where it's like he's got ha- he's got a half a game left in him, and he yeah. pulled it off, <laughs> and then he handed the keys to Willie Beeman, and that's like the perfect send off. I like it. Well, any other guys that you can think of? I, I don't know. See, I I wanted to talk about Billy Chapel for the love of the game. See, this is not like a, a very popular baseball game. It's more of a romantic drama. So. Are you going to skewer me if I said I never saw this? No, no, no. It's I've not like it. it's not like one of those have to seen it. There's you know, there's no have to in this. In there's this no have to. There's no have. There's to. no have to. Yeah. So it's basically um, Kevin Costner plays this guy Billy Chapel, and he is like he's about ready to retire. He plays for the Tigers, and he's got like one more game left to play. And he's an old man. He's throwing junk like he's got nothing left. You like, know, his fastball's gone. He's, he's washed he's up. He's like Greg Maddox out there at okay. the end of his career. Where it's, <laughs> it's like he's painting quarters. It's like sad. Yeah. It's the, but he has no no speed, but he's he, he knows how to pitch. Right? Okay. So he goes out and he throws a perfect game. And like the whole the whole game is like they show like him pitching an inning. Yeah. And then they'll like flash back to like previous scenes where he has this love story with this woman. I, I can't think of the full thing, but it's a great movie. But well, that guy's totally washed up. <laughs> Long story Long short, story, he's yes, washed he's washed up. up, but through a perfect game on his way out, there's no better way to go out. He's, he's pretty washed up. Yeah. Oh, man. Another Costner. Costner's the king of washed up, by the way. I mean, he, you know, him and freaking Dennis Quaid are yeah. like, you know, they could both be brothers in a baseball movie about yeah. washed up brothers. Yeah. Why not? Why not have? Why not make this movie? Why not have this? But uh, you ever see Tin Cup? I have not seen Tin Cup. Perfect golf name, Roy McAvoy. That's a that's a great solid name. Solid golf name. McAvoy is a golf yeah. name. So he's basically a drunk. He's Jimmy Dugan of the, of the golf game, but he's a little bit younger. His uh, caddy is Cheech. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> I haven't seen this. Yeah, and uh, he's living in a trailer, and um, so the the bad guy golfer pretty much calls him out, calls him out on his manhood, gets him back in the game, and he goes out and he tries to win the U.S. Open or whatever the heck the the thing is. Masters, whatever. He's got the green jacket. Totally washed up. Extremely washed. But uh, spoiler alert, so he gets to like the final round and he's like neck and neck with the villain. But the the problem with uh, Coster's character is like he always is like, he's always, uh, he has too much balls, right? Yeah. He thinks like he's he's, he's too tough. So he gets on this one shot and instead of laying up and getting an easy shot, he tries to go for the green. Oh, and he man. kept sinking into the water. He like buries himself in like epic fashion. <laughs> so he loses? He loses, yeah. Oh, but man. But he wins the girl, but he loses. 
Well, but okay, so you could say he sort of won. Yeah, if he got the girl. Yeah, he just, but he he went for it, even though he had no business going for it. You can it. you can buy a green jacket at yeah. the thrift store. You know so, what I mean? Just so pretend he, you won. So his comeback further cemented his washed up inness. Pret- pretend you won. Go buy a green jacket at yeah. the thrift store. Right, yeah, you're fine. You get that green jacket anywhere. And lastly, Crash Davis, Kevin Costner. I've again, never seen Bull this Durham. either. Basically, he's a catcher for the minor league team, which is the ultimate washed up. Yeah. If you're if you're in your 30s and you're a catcher and you're all the minors still, you're How done. do you still have knees at that you're point? You're done. Really? Yeah. There was a, a Phillies player. I think his name was Coast. Was it Kevin Yeah, Chris Coast? Coast. Chris Coast. That's right. Chris Coast. Yeah. He was a he was a board minor leaguer. You know, he was in his 30s, got called up in his 30s, had a little bit of, little bit of success. That, that's Crash Davis. Was that when you. Chooch was suspended for, for <laughs> HGH? We don't, we don't talk about that, all right? <laughs> See, this is, this, that's the limit of my baseball knowledge We don't talk here. about Chooch's suspension. That's the limit of my baseball knowledge. But, so yeah, um, all those guys, very nice list, very washed up. I prefer the Kevin Costa so, washed up group, but you, you did the, the legwork, all the rest. Thank I'm, you very I'm much. glad that we got that in, but <laughs> I know we're running low on time, so we're going to kind of blow through the ending here. Oh, we're still talking about Rookie of the Year. We're, gonna, we're talking about Rookie of the Year. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep us on track. There's too many fun things to talk about today, but back to Rookie of the Year. I'm just going to kind of give you a rundown of how the ending goes. All right, give us the quick the quick. So the two. most important thing is they're, yeah. they're in this game. It's whatever the game is. Who's starting this game? Rocket. The Rocket, one last time. And he blows his arm out. Oh, so sad. Henry's got to come in early. He's usually the closer. Oh, but you got to bring him in on the eighth inning? Completely oh. under, underutilized player, but underprepared. Well, let me, let, me, let me stop you right there. So, I'm sorry, I know we're, I said we're going to do this quick, but I have to bring this in. <laughs> I, I'm the baseball expert here. Yes. I, need to, I need to school you on when things are not going well, the movie. The Rocket, if he's got no bullets left, and this is like his last game, his last hurrah, there's no way he's going eight innings. So exactly. For Henry to come in for the eighth and ninth, he's there's no way. He's there's no way he's throwing a complete game. There's no way he's going eight innings on a bum shoulder. He's six innings tops. This further cements manager negligence. Yeah. Fake Sidney Potier, terrible manager. The Rocket wouldn't have to go through offseason shoulder surgery if the manager would have just pulled him in the sixth inning like he right. should have. Right. It's, the manager's the worst. I know you want to win, but you gotta think of player safety. And, and that's what I mean. And so Henry comes in. He winds up striking a few guys out. Yeah. Then he goes back to the to the pitching mound and trips on another ball again. Loses his gift. Yeah. He's got to outsmart them. <laughs> Is there outsmarting in baseball that way? If you're a 12 year old boy, yeah. could you pitch it? Could you even throw it? Use to your the wily like. Uh... <laughs> could you throw it to the catcher at that point? If you're a 12 year old boy, no. what's the distance in the, in professional baseball? It's not little six. league. That's what I mean. 60 feet, can he inches. throw it sixty feet? The no, kid couldn't even he catch. Can't use a, he can't use his wily like Billy Chapel. And for love of the game, he's no Greg Maddox out there. Yet another reason: manager negligence. The yeah. worst manager in the game. This guy should have been fired. He should. He should know his kid's got nothing left. Listen, this kid has nothing left. Just take him out. Anybody's better than this kid at this point. But he tries to outsmart him, and he does. They win despite <laughs> the fact that he re-injures his arm. How the hell would that happen? Clearly the most unrealistic part of this movie. Yeah. Even more unrealistic than him straightening his arm and getting a <laughs> rocket arm because they would have taken him out. Let me ask you real quick. What's more unrealistic? The fact that he got injured in the first place, which gave him super arm, or the fact that he reversed it by doing the, by having the same accident again? It, the fact that he got the same accident because it wouldn't happen. Lightning doesn't tri- strike twice, by yeah. the way. And the fact that Hato fell for the floater. It's like it's like in the cartoons where like you, you bang your head and someone like bags your head again to like snap you back into it. Yes. It's like, that's exactly what happened. You're here. just furthering the CTE at that point. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. It is a bad idea. Don't do that. Yeah. 
but he throws a floater strikes out Hato because Hato like just sees this thing again the clip we referenced should it how it should have ended literally licking his chops he would have crushed that thing I'm talking like broken the record like steroid (laughs) record of just the ball would have disintegrated yeah so Betty from Sandlot yes literally knocks the cover off the ball yes that would have been Hato dude the (laughs) ball would have it wouldn't even gone anywhere because he would have like hit it through the ball but I don't know. Split. There's something to be said for a, a ball being pitched so slowly that you kind of need that speed to really crush a ball. Don't but you? It just, I mean, this guy is clearly juiced up. Yeah. This guy's juicing. Yeah. He is so roided out. It's ridiculous. Like more than McGuire, more than Sosa <laughs> back in the day. You know, and, and, and this ball's, he licks, he literally licks his chops yes. bad way. He's licking his chops at this thing. He just wants to kill this thing. Yeah. You think he would have did it? Oh, absolutely. So they would have lost. Yeah. At least, I mean, I don't. I can't say for sure that he would hit home run. Maybe he would have gotten too excited, but he at least would have roped a double down the line or something. Yeah. I don't, well. But they walked all these guys to try to be smart. They walked all these guys. They pretty much loaded the bases. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to remember. I think they loaded the bases because they're like, oh, we got to try to get everybody out and then we're just going to strike this dude out. Yeah. Man, <laughs> that is a ballsy move. Yeah. That is a ballsy move. But if they would have lost, let me ask you this. Now, we're going to hypothetical here. If they had lost, yeah. what would the teammates have done to Henry Rowengardner for not telling them, hey, I don't have my gift anymore. Maybe I should tell somebody. Maybe Let me be responsible and tell somebody. The teammates would have been fine with them because locker room etiquette goes where they knew that kid got them there. So if not for his pitching arm, but with his locker room resilience, as we talked about earlier, about he brought the, spe- he brought the special into the locker room. What I know about this locker room is they don't follow protocol, right? They're yeah. they're hooking up with his mom, like Delante West, <laughs> like LeBron's mom. Is that who it was? Yeah. Delante, yeah, West. Delante yeah, West. That's what I'm saying here. You know, they're hooking up with his mom. I don't know what else these guys are yeah. good for. It's not you know? good for locker room morale. I don't know if they'd have taken it. Let me tell you this. Even if the team was okay with it, let me just, let me say this for a second. That city would eat this kid alive. The city would eat the kid alive, not the team. Maybe the coach would have thrown him under the bus because he seems like that kind of that guy. That guy was a terrible manager. Yeah, so... But I mean, the, the city would have thrown and, him under the And box. that's what I'm saying, right? So the city, let, let me say this. You're, you're a guy, let's say you're a professional athlete. You're like 35 and you blow the World Series somehow. Yeah. It's probably happened some before. I don't know about much about baseball. Mitch Williams. Right? I'm, I'm a Phillies fan. Okay. Mitch Williams at 93. Say Mitch Williams. Same year. That guy was like, I'm going to say he's probably in his 30s, late 20s at the oldest, right? This kid's yeah. 12. Yeah. He's got to go back to school in Chicago. Well, first of all, he's going to cry on the mound. Oh, he, I, yeah. I'd cry if I was him. Second of all, he can't go back to school. They're going to kill him. <laughs> he's, They're he's gonna crush him. Witness prote- is he, a, is yeah. he witness protection here? Yeah. They would have had to move. They're, they're, he's very lucky that the guy did not crush that ball. That's all I'm saying. That's a, <laughs> you, you remember Steve Bartman? Yes. Caught the foul ball. <laughs> they had the, the, the clip of him like extending his arm. Yeah, he's got the headphones on. He, yeah. was, he was there alone at a baseball game, which is like the loneliest thing you could do, I think. That is pretty lonely. Right? Like, you can go to the movie theater alone. You can even go to dinner alone. That's fine. I, I, that's fine by me. You go to a baseball game alone. Isn't that weird? I, you know what? I like going to movies alone because it, it's like watching a movie in my yeah, basement, except I went somewhere to yeah. see it. Somewhat relaxing. But yeah, I would not go to a sporting event alone. That's weird, right? You go to a concert alone. Yeah. You go to a show. Yeah. You could do that. Baseball game alone? Not sure. Uh, not sure I would do that. So the guy's a weirdo to begin with. Second of all, he interfered with play. If, if I was a Cubs fan, I would have never lived that shit down. You would, you'd be you'd live in infamy. Yeah, I, I would. I might have set up death threats. Who knows? I don't, be, I don't know how bad I would have. There'd gotten. be a Wikipedia yeah. page about. If that, about if that it. had been Philly, the guy would have been toast. The oh. guy would have been. Look, Chicago took it easy on him yeah. compared to what Philly would have done to him. Well, he does win. The movie ends. Yeah. So the hypothetical side, he does win. 
showing him catch a, fl- a, f- a fly ball, I guess, in, yeah. little, in little, little League. league right? Yeah. Flashes the ring. World Series champs. Yeah, man. What do you think about that? Is so that the, cocky? So the first thing I'm thinking is, is like, who's wearing the World Series ring while they're playing baseball? Oh yeah, I mean, you can't catch, you can't throw the ball with that hunkin' rig. That rig probably weighs ten pounds. Could you imagine Tom Brady playing in the Super Bowl with <laughs> yeah, all of his Super right? Bowl rings on? Like, yeah. come on now. You know, uh, man, I could really see like maybe that's why Eli sucks so much. <laughs> maybe he's wearing his rigs. He's wearing the Super Bowl rings <laughs> while he plays. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, that's a villain move, isn't it? He played he played two good games in his life, won those two rigs, and then that's why he sucks the rest of the time is because he's wearing the rigs while he's, he's throwing it. <laughs> he needs the power. Yeah, I, I feel like wearing it wearing the ring just out in the city. Someone's gonna beat this kid up. He's yeah. a little kid. No, you can't take that ring. To What's the like crime rate over there? You can't take that rig to school. He you should probably just sell it so he could go yeah. to college. Yeah, you know, it's hard to sell it though. There's no eBay back then. It's hard to sell <laughs> stuff like that. You take it to a pawn shop. They'll give you a hundred bucks. They'll totally rip you off. Yeah, yeah. So another miscellaneous topic before we head out. Wanted to tell you one of my least favorite possible jobs in the world. Yeah, you're you're the opposite of your dream job. Would be being a baseball announcer. Oh, come on. For <laughs> one of these teams. So a bad team. You could you, you could bandwagon on a good team. Yeah, and and I mean being the announcer for the bad team, you have to sit through 162 awful, boring games. Yeah. No wonder the dude from Major League is like like putting some back. He's drinking. He's drinking by the end of the season. Yeah, it's, you know it's it's not a it's Jimmy funny. Dugan situation. I love the way they set it up too. It's like he's all like he's dressed really nicely for opening day. Yes, like he's in great spirits and like at the they Major League totally captured the the story of like a bad team. Like yes. the steps you, you you take all the road to being a bad team, and then the gradual rise, obviously. But John Candy was our announcer in this movie. I, I was going to ask you. So yeah. that leads me to the topic of. Who was the best announcer in any baseball movie that you remember? I mean, we have a list of baseball movies we're going to talk about, yeah. but like, who's your favorite of all these? I, I'm going to go with Bob Uecker for Major League. I oh, mean, that guy from Mr. Belvedere, <laughs> that guy from that thing. See, only a non-baseball fan would, would not know him as Bob Uecker. <laughs> that guy from <laughs> the that guy thing? from Mr. Belvedere. Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> <laughs> If anyone knows what the hell that show is. Just because he was in I don't give a shit mode in the middle of the season like yeah. that. If I was listening to Indians games back then, like that would have made it enjoyable. Like, for example, like the Phillies have been bad for the last couple of years, but their announcers, I think their announcers are good enough to where they actually made it somewhat enjoyable, especially Larry Anderson, who's a former relief pitcher and all relief pitchers are nuts. Yeah. Like he does the radio and like he'll just blatantly like call out the umpires and he'll call stupid plays as he sees them. Stuff like that. You got to have a guy that has some kind of comedy. And Euchre was the very sarcastic in a very sarcastic way at the top of the list for me. It's been a while since I saw Angels in the Outfield, but I remember the guy. So the actor's name is J.O. Sanders. Yeah. Great announcer name, Ranch Wilder. <laughs> Ranch Great Wilder. Name. <laughs> Are you sure that he's Great an announcer? Name. Yeah. Sounds like he might have a film career yeah. somewhere. But that guy, I don't I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Was he actively rooting like against the team or something? I remember him being a villain, but maybe I'm conv- like confusing him with somebody else. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a while for me too. I know the guy. The guy looks like a dick. So, so the couple, there's a couple other announcers from other movies, not just baseball. What about um, Jason Bateman and Dodgeball? I think people quote that guy all the time. <laughs> oh my god, that that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, um, Rob Schneider, Necessary Roughness was another one. I mean, that's that's an older school one. But have you seen us Necessary Roughness? No, we talked about this when yeah. we. I, I think we talked about this when we did replacements, and I yeah. I didn't I haven't seen. Yeah, that's it's, it's Scott Bakula. Come on now. I mean, anything with Scott Bakula yeah. is, you know, the, the guy's it's got a great name, Scott Bakula. Yeah. And uh, the the duo of Will Arnett and Eddie Daly and um, Semi Pro, the I've Will never Smith, seen the that Will Smith basketball movie. I've never. It's well, not a Will great Smith? movie at all. Will, Will Ferrell? 
Yeah, Will Ferrell movie. <laughs> you said Will Smith. <laughs> Will Smith. That guy from that thing. Will yeah, that Smith. Guy, yeah. Uh, that's not a great movie, but the the uh, the announcer the announcer duo of of Andy Daly. I love Andy Daly, by the way. I've well, never well, seen that's it. That's got a great voice. Yeah, and uh, Fred Willard, Best in Show. I know you love those movies, oh, dude. Yeah. Those movies are like stupid, but yeah. they're awesome. That's soft commentary during the dog show. It's it's just it's it's just he's so weird and yeah. awkward and just great. I, I I really like him. But I gotta go with Bob Uecker overall. But John Candy, he did a he did a good but kind of unspectacular job in this movie he, he did what he was told he was good part. i feel like they didn't use him enough like yeah. he could have been but it, again it's rated g or pg yeah, like he did it he did okay for what he was handed but he wasn't really given much to be totally yeah. outstanding with it so we talked about some baseball movies what what is your favorite baseball movie from childhood and from life we talked about a couple of them oh god you should put me on the spot here summer catch yes <laughs> love that movie people could butcher me for that butcher you for that that's a great bad movie. See, that's that just speaks to the type of cinema that yeah. the Last Row podcast yeah. really appreciates. Oh, something with Matthew Lillard, who was Mister Nineties, exactly. You got, you got Freddie Prinze Jr. in the main role. You got Jessica Biel in like, like the her pinnacle of hotness. Oh my god! Right, she's coming out of the pool. There's a long grower scene, and he like he runs into the tree. I it's remember. Like, I would run into that tree. I remember the trailer in my yeah. head. In my head, that was that's a fun movie. I don't care what yeah. anybody says; it's a fun movie. You got a uh, you got Fez, Wilbur oh, Valderrama. Yeah, I forgot he's in that. <laughs> that's where I first realized he yeah. didn't talk like he did in that '70s yeah. show. Oh, and and a and a and a late Brittany Murphy. Yes, as the team slut. I liked her actually. Yeah. She's a good actress, and I miss her in movies. Yeah. So that movie for me is famous for Freddie Prinze slipping into and out of his his New England accent from scene to scene. It was, it he didn't was know what he wanted bad. to do. He didn't know what he wanted to do with the movie. That's how you. That's how you knew. Like even in that age, you know, before we knew how movies were made, really. Yeah. It's like clearly they don't film it consecutively. Yeah, and the, and the director is probably exasperated. He probably throws his hand up while he's like, "What's this guy doing? Whatever. What's this guy doing? At least he didn't take make the other guys take their shoes off. Yeah. You know. Right. Like like Kiefer Sutherland. Um, my favorite one, if if you ask me, I would say hands down the Sandlot. You mentioned, yeah. you know. A character from the Sandlot before splitting the seams on the ball. Betty, great movie, jet. great movie. Just that brings back like being in the summer and just kind of hanging yeah. out. I know it's like a lot older of times, but I love that movie. It's Such when, when movie. Uh, it, it, the movie really did capture like a spirit to when days felt like like the day felt like forever, right? Yeah, I know that's like a weird you're thing just to hanging say. out with your friends. Like when you're that young, days feel like forever, and that's a, that's a great feeling. And that movie captured that. Little Big League is kind of this this movie's partner. It's yeah. like Little Brother or Big Brother or whatever. I don't. I just wasn't a fan. I'm, I know we mentioned it earlier in the show. I just. I, it's not as good of a movie, but it's definitely a more realistic movie. Yeah. Like I guess a kid possibly could get a team handed down to him, and he's like, "Oh, you know what? I'll be manager." And a kid could be a stack geek enough to like actually manage and do a good job. Like kids have that amount of time to just pour over the stats. Right. What about Air Bud Seventh Inning Fish? <laughs> <laughs> Did you I, know that they had that? I think I missed that one. What? I knew it existed. Now, when they called it seventh seventh inning fetch, is it the seventh movie, or did they just call it for the no, pun? For the pun, that's a great colon, can, by the way. Can yeah, I forgot. That's Everybody a classic. Colon, that's seven. a classic colon. Can a dog catch a baseball with his mouth? Of course he can. Is that's he what an they outfielder? Do. What if he's the pitcher, or is he a catcher? He could catch. How does he hit? He, he certainly can't pitch. You can't expect the guy to hit. How does he hit? So. 
is he a pinch runner and then a defensive replacement? I'll tell you what. He could steal a lot of bases. So can he put the bat in his mouth or... Because think about it. Could you tag that dog? There's no, you can't chase a dog. No, he, he could steal any base he wants. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to steal home. Does he know to stay on the base, though? Or does he just <laughs> circle the bases? He's tra- <laughs> he runs over and Is over Is there and like over? a trader at every base that like, has a treat? Like, here, boy. Yeah, so maybe like on that particular team, the base coaches, the first and third base coaches are also dog trainers. Yeah. Am I, am I to believe that this dog knows the rules of baseball? Does he tag up? I, we need <laughs> to do some research. <laughs> Isn't there a football movie yeah. where he like plays football too? Does he know the side for hit and run? Like, does he know? <laughs> can can a dog catch a football? Like, I'm talking yes. a professionally inflated football. So that's what not what, a Tom Brady one. What what, what was the uh, Air Bud Golden Retriever? It, I don't remember what Golden the heck Receiver. It was golden Receiver. It was Air Bud Golden Receiver. Yes, <laughs> some great names for these movies. Yeah, they're great names. I wish I could could be on the team that comes up with these names. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, you can tell. Totally, well, I don't know if you're catching like a, like a that's like a pretty a hard big ball. Slant. Like that would that would hurt the dog's. That's mouth what I'm a saying. Like bit. I'm talking a Brett Favre bullet pass. Yeah, can that dog? Well, you got to jump up. You got to take a little. It. You got to take a little off the ball. But I guess you just have the safeties play it deep, and they could swat it before the guy jumps. Like he's not going to jump as high as as the safety but can. The dog is the dog can grow his nails out. There's no law against the dog having claws, so do the you, dog can claw the guy. Do you, see, this is back in the day when safeties could blow up people saying. over the middle. Are you going to blow the dog up over he's the middle? Gonna Brian Dawkins. Yeah, is that, is that going to happen? Brian but Dawkins, then is, John is Lynch? Peter coming out at you? Like if you, <laughs> like that's the thing. Does he just walk yeah. in for a touchdown every time because you can't tackle? him? I feel like we could have dog? a whole other episode I mean, of what's going on with these <laughs> Air Bud movies. <laughs> Should we watch? Yeah, I mean, we should. Let's dedicate it. I want to know, like, like when he's catching the baseball, the baseball movie, like, does he have a glove in his mouth? Does he have, like, protection for his mouth? Because that ball's coming in hot. And I want to know about the hitting thing. I need to watch this movie to see if the dog hits or not. We'll do some YouTube research, maybe for the next on-demand episode. we We need to do that. What about the MVP series? Oh man! The most valuable primate. He's playing hockey. There's a monkey. There's a monkey playing hockey. <laughs> is there like is there a list somewhere of animals doing people things yeah. in movies? There's so many of these movies. See, I see Air Bud turned into MVP. I think with you know the what monkey. we need to do? we need to do because they're like you know what the dog's a little unrealistic. We got to get a monkey in there. We need to go. We need to go. You can't put next... a dog on skate. Sorry. sorry. Yeah, because like, you need four skates. Let's be realistic here. We gotta you gotta you gotta put somebody on skates. We can't do Air Bud hockey. So we gotta put a monkey. Yeah, sorry. yeah, but what if he was the goalie? He could just stand there and he could jump. But that puck's going to kill him. Peter, Peter would be all over that and movie. They don't, and they don't make pads. They don't make those kind of pads for dogs. Yeah. Uh, it's a more dangerous game, so they got to right. get the monkey in. It's more human-like. That's more human-like. <laughs> anyway. You ever see a dog on ice? He's got no shot. A dog, dog on ice is like, it's, yeah. it's like it's got all no over shot. the place. Like yeah. Leslie Nope when she went out for her campaign election I wanna, speech. I want to I talk for another hour about these airbugs. We got <laughs> Do we got to go? I got to rein this back in because we got to go. <laughs> yeah. But there's one other thing that I wanted to say. Well, actually two things, two things. The first one is we talked a couple weeks ago about Netflix reboots. Yes. This movie again is prime. Is it due? It's due. And I said prime because Amazon could pull it up too. It's due for you for one. It's due. Dial this up. I want to see Henry Rowan Gardner just like playing in the minor leagues. So he's, He's grown Rowan Gardner. Yes. Okay. He never made it to the majors, but so, he loved yeah. baseball so, so much. So you realize he'd be about 36 years old right now. Yes. Okay. And he loves That's baseball fine. so much that right. he's playing with like a single A team. Okay. And Chet Stedman, played by Gary Busey today, yes. is the baseball manager. Oh. And he's like ridiculously outlandish and the craziness that Gary Busey has turned into. If Chet Stedman has made it over, what is it, 23 years of coaching and he still hasn't is he like in a major league job, if he's still in single A's, 
that he's failed as a manager. He must be Gary Busey. <laughs> must not be Stedman. It must be Busey. Gary Busey is absolutely insane right now. You can tell from watching Entourage, yet another Entourage reference yeah. on the Last Row podcast. Um, <laughs> and any time you watch The Soup, there's yeah. a clip from back in the day when we used to live together. I remember, what did he say? I'm going to tear out your we'll endocrine system. Endocrine system. <laughs> so, no. What are you saying? <laughs> it was from, you remember that show? You ever watch that show I'm with Busey? I never did. It was a comedy central. It was like a docu, it was like a docudrama. It was one season where a guy would like have Gary Busey follow him around or he would follow Gary Busey around and like learn like life tips from Gary Busey. So let me, is he in on the joke? Is he real or is well, he fake? I think he was half in on the joke. Like I think he's half crazy, but he's half like self-aware too. So was he always half crazy or did he become crazy? I think so. He's, he's always been crazy, I feel, but he's a good actor so he can act normal <laughs> to be like a guy like Chet Stedman. So all his acting powers yeah. were used to be normal and the older yeah. he got, the less acting powers he had. So I don't know if like... uh I'm with Busey is on like YouTube or something, but I'm, I kind of want to check it out. I just got me thinking it about it. I want to check it out again. Maybe it's on the Comedy Central app. We got to yeah. check it out. But it was like, it was one season. It was very off off center, but it was it was very enjoyable. That's like, but that's the ultimate Busey. I think that's where that came that's from. I mean, let me call up Reed Hastings. Let's call yeah. up, you know, yeah. Bezos and let's get this movie made. <laughs> I want to, I want to see this movie. So what would happen there? So he's like hanging all by a thread. He has one bullet left in the tank. Uh, Henry. Yeah. He's just, he's, he's got one bullet left in the tank. He's in the same situation. Let me ask you this. Does he, does his, his, his special arm, does it come back? Does it come and go? It could be. Maybe it comes and goes. And it he never has never it. fully lost it, but he has no control. And it's like he either has it one day or he yeah, doesn't. He, does it, he can't tell from pitch to pitch if it's going to be the fastball or not. It's like right? Russian roulette. That's why he's in the minors, because he's unreliable. It's Russian roulette. But, but the minor teams, were, it's hey, we're going to win the. But it's valuable it, enough it to puts, sell tickets. Puts butts in the seats, puts butts my friend. Puts in the seats. Yep. See, I like where you're going. See, call him up, man. Yep. We can get this movie made. That was a five-second brainstorming session. We just made that movie. So uh, we need to get in the movie. writer's room yeah. and, and make this up. Thomas Ian Nichols, he's not doing anything. He's, he did American Pie. It's like the last thing I saw. All he him. does is American Pie movies. <laughs> Which they are make great. Those like once every five years. <laughs> Gary Busey's clearly his game. Right? Gary, Gary Busey's got nothing else going Daniel on. Daniel Stern will come back. Daniel Stern to direct. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Let's get, let's get him. Let's, let's, let's make these connections. <laughs> so one more thing, and I promise that we will go. You keep saying that. That guy from that thing. <laughs> that guy and that girl from that thing. So who you got? I didn't, I didn't notice any guys from things in this movie. Number one, Julie the Cat Gaffney from Mighty Ducks oh, fame. Oh, yeah. Julie the Cat was Henry's love interest. Shit. And she looked cute. You're not allowed to say that right now. I know. That's creepy. No, you're allowed because back then you were her age. I was her age. You're allowed. I had a crush. Yeah. Like, I had a crush. It's, the, it's called the Topanga Law. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Topanga Rule. Can we, can we write that? Can we yeah. copyright that? Yeah. The if Kelly Kapowski. If you, were, if you were as, yeah, the Kelly Kapowski or the Kelly Kapowski. But rule. Kelly Kapowski was probably like 25 when she, she was, was older. Yeah. So the Topanga rule the in our age frame works. Because she was young. If you were the age of the girl when she, it was live, then you're allowed to say to she's have still a crush. cute and have a crush watching the the kid version. I, we, need to, we need to copyright this. This is very, this is dangerous ground right here. This is, <laughs> so let's, let's, let's move on. Let me give you one more before we, <laughs> who else you got? Let me give you one more before we get canceled here. The first baseman is the janitor from Scrubs. Get out. I swear to God. I'd have to see. I, I didn't even I notice. I just completely flew over my head. I didn't even notice. Well, the last wife tell you? Last wife told yeah. me. She saw it, pointed it out. <laughs> janitor from Scrubs. She's like, hey, that's that guy from Good. janitor from Scrubs. Good work, last wife. I will promise, I promise I'm going to shut up now. You keep promising these things. I've been promising for 40 episodes. I'm zipping my lips right here. I haven't heard the shut up I'm yet. I'm zipping it. I'm, <laughs> z- I'm going to zip it. I'm going to zip it. Before we head out, let's do an iTunes review. Uh, wrap this thing up mercifully. C. Will 5043 states, uh, for everyone who loves underappreciated movies, five stars. I am happy to see I'm not the only one who's excited by the JCVD three packs in the Walmart bin. 
Oh man, we spent many a late nights in our earlier years going through those bins. The foundation of this show is built on chemistry between the hosts, which has clearly been honed through many years of having the exact same exact conversations off air. That is true. I don't think I could watch Karate Kid 3 the same ever again, knowing Ralph Macchio is older than Terry Silver in the movie. <laughs> none we, of us can. See, Will, none of us can. Another, yet another Terry Silver reference. It's the kind reference. of thing where you, 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 once you learn something, you can't unlearn it. Yeah. I wish I hadn't learned that, and I wish I hadn't like spoiled that for all of you. You, can't, you know, I was on IMDb the other day looking at him. Yeah. I don't know why, because it's, you know, you got to look up Terry Silver once a week, at least if you listen to this show. And he's in some other movie. It's like a direct-to-DVD like movie where it looks like Highlander. <laughs> I need to know what this guy did with his career and I need to see him in more things. He should have been he should have had more villain work obviously. It would be a crime if he wasn't. My guess is he cut his ponytail too early. <laughs> and he couldn't get casted. He was typecasted as a villain with the ponytail and without it he just couldn't get any sure. work. So I feel like this uh, episode's running on fumes. I yes. just wait I think this might be might be running out of yeah, we. <laughs> I think we. I think we have to tap out. I got one more bullet left, and it's yeah. to read. How do you get in touch, you get with, touch us? with us? Yeah, that's the last bullet. Thelastrowpodcast.com. <laughs> At the last row pod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But really, thelastrowpodcast.com at thelastrowpod on Twitter, thelastrowpodcast at gmail.com. As Bowie read the iTunes review, thank you so much to everybody that's took, taken, took in the time, right? Took in, took in three the time to leave us an iTunes review. We cannot say thank you enough. If you really haven't had the chance to do that, please head out, leave us a five-star review. It helps us so much. And if you want to get in touch with us, follow us, find us. Shoot us an email. We will get back to you personally. Thanks to everybody that's written in so far, and we'll see you guys next week. Woo! Yeah! Ah!